Dalvin Cook and Zeke Elliott have new teams. Zach Martin resolved things with the Cowboys. We've got a lot to break down here today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On NFL Scouting your first listen every day and a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. Joe, days like today feel like why we chose to take this show in the direction that we did. Yeah, that's a good point. Dalvin Cook signs with the Jets. Ezekiel Elliott signs with the Patriots. Jerry Jones knows when to hold him and knows when to fold him. Mm. They get a look at those backup Who sang that? Who sang that song? Um, Kenny? Yeah, all right, Kenny Rogers. I'll give you I'll give you all the points for that. Very Great. Good. Wow. No win hold. Oh, even better. We get a little no singing. No win hold. The only reason I I know it know it is because of that segment with The Rock and Stone Cold. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. We, we got to the same cultural reference point in two different ways, and that's totally fine. I've made peace with that already. It it would make sense in your path and my path and how we would know the same thing. So, <laughs> I'm just uh, happy you do it. Jerry folded after saying we don't need to pay Zach Martin. Zach Martin's, you know, we we gotta earmark that money for other people and so on and so forth, and came to his senses and paid Zach Martin. So we'll we'll talk about that and Zeke, but we should probably start with Dalvin because uh the running back market, Dalvin getting eight point six million dollars up up to excuse me, eight point six million dollars mm-hmm. from the New York Jets. Uh, the impact of the Jets in their win-now window, the impact of the Jets running back room, which has some talented young players, one of which probably not going to be piece of the puzzle any longer. Sounds like that might be Michael Carter. Like there's a there's a lot of layers here with this Dalvin to New York situation. So where do we start, man? Where do we Great start? Question. It's a Great pretty question. nice investment in Mr. Dalvin Cook. It's a very uh, and, large investment in Dalvin Cook. And I'm gl- I'm glad that my receipts predate him signing with the Jets because as soon as he became available, I was very dismissive of, Hey, I, I don't know that he's the same Dalvin cook. That's been racking up pro bowls and racking up 1000 yard seasons. He was kind of very ordinary last year. And I would say maybe even below average in terms of what we've expected from Dalvin cook in the past is he per rush, very low, his rushing yards over expectation, very low with an offensive line that he's had a good amount of time with. And, I have concerns about Dalvin and his ability to come in and be the player that they're paying him to be, especially given the shoulder stuff that he's still working through and is not healthy from, and it's been a perpetual issue throughout his career, but also going to the Jets, a new situation with plenty of questions with their offensive line. And, and, and I, I, from one point of view, I can definitely understand, Hey, you've got Aaron Rodgers. And his backfield is a bunch of like very young, unproven players. You get a chance to get a vet in there to 
pair with Aaron Rodgers in your backfield and you're a win-now team. I get all of that. But my goodness, do I think there are a lot of better ways the Jets could have spent money than on Dalvin Cook. I don't think he really changes my expectations for them in 2023. So here's here's how I worded it on Alton. Locked on Dolphins because the sky is falling for Dolphins fans and people are ready to jump off the roof and all that kind of stuff because Dalvin Cook signed with the Jets and a divisional opponent got him and you were in the running for him and Chris Greer chose to not spend on a running back after spending a third round pick on a running back like four months ago. Um, The Jets, is their running back room better than what it was 24 hours ago? I think it's reasonable to say yes. Right. You add like, let's not be dismissive of Dalvin Cook. I think he's a three down capable back, even if he's on the tail end of, of his physical peak. And, and that'll be remain to be seen. Um, but I, I generally agree with you. I don't know how much Dalvin Cook changes the expectations relative to how dependent that position can be on what else you have. And I know I spoke with Chris Schubert yesterday, and Chris Schubert was like, look, man, like, I'm looking at the right tackle situation and I really don't feel great about what we have at right tackle right now. Is it going to be Billy Turner? Can Mekhi Becton get through playing more than what I know he played a reasonable amount of snaps in the, the their second preseason game, but like injury history and availability has kind of been a, a problem there. And then you have Dwayne Brown as a 39 year old tackle on the left side. He's like our tackle situation. Like I would love to find an opportunity to invest in offensive tackle before I spend $8.6 million on Dalvin cook. So with how dependent that position is, I think you can say the jets have another weapon. Their roster as a result is better, but I think the, the maximization of that player is going to be more dependent on positions that are in front of him that you currently have not addressed in any capacity so if the jets find a way to address offensive tackle in some capacity yeah i think it'll be an even bigger needle mover but as is i don't know that it is you see the graphics out there who's stopping this offense and it's aaron Rodgers, garrett wilson alan lazard tyler conklin and you don't, you don't have to put tyler Con- you don't have to put tyler and i love tyler conklin you don't have to put tyler conklin on that list like that's pretty normal personnel in the NFL, right? Like, well, and that—that's my point. I think if you look at Aaron Rodgers, if Aaron Rodgers can go back to 2021, 2020 version of Aaron Rodgers, that's outstanding. Garrett Wilson's outstanding. I already made the bold yes. prediction. I think he gets like 1,500 yards this year. I think he's gonna be a stud. Lazard, okay, he's a standard wide receiver too in the NFL. Miko Hardman, Tyler Conklin. Like Dalvin, and that's where I think Dalvin Cook does bring value because I'm higher on him as, as what he has left in the tank than, than you are. But still, if you put him on that that stratosphere, he's a quality starter versus I think you had adequate starters at running back as is. Yeah, and I think that's a fascinating discussion point because Brees Hall was crazy productive. There was a lot of belief we – and we were just talking to John Puchko, the outstanding host of the Locked On Jets podcast. He was like, you know, I'm not sure if Brees Hall is not healthy all year, if he's not the offensive rookie of the year over Garrett Wilson. So, you know, what does this say about him and where he is in terms of their confidence level with his recovery from the injury? They drafted Izzy Abanacanda, Michael Carter, uh, Zonovan Knight. I mean, it's all of these young guys are definitely the losers here in this 
running back room for the New York Jets because you didn't pay Dalvin Cook this contract to come in and not be your number one running back. Do you remember the research project that I did on running back history? Which one of them? The oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We just signing with a new team. Yeah. So uh, the it was a qualifier now. He is now, and so is Ezekiel Elliott. So that's fun. Um, since 2014, so the last 10 years, Dalvin Cooks, we're going to give him credit for 8.6, right? APY? It's up to, yeah, I think, yeah. Until we know otherwise, well, like, what is, I, yeah. I've heard the base, some, I don't, nothing confirmed, but I thought I saw somewhere somebody said the base was like seven. So, so yeah, it's pretty healthy. So if you give him credit for 8.6, even if you give him, I'll tell you the numbers if it's seven too. Uh, over the last 10 years, Dalvin Cook's $8.6 million APY on his new contract as a running back that is signing in free agency with a new team is the second highest contract in free agency given out over the last 10 years. And so Lev, Lev Bell's number one. So the Jets said twice. Bell with the New York Jets. Correct. We will see, right? We will see. I thought that was going to be a wee-woo at first. I panicked. No, no. I'm like, man, they really did it. Congratulations. You gave out the two biggest contracts in the last 10 years, APY, to running backs. I don't know. That's just not that's not company I want to be it's in. Just sign with a new team. Because somebody with a new team. will hear that part yeah. of that comment and take yeah. it out of context, and that'll be the only part they hear, and then they'll see red, and then they'll be mad at you all day, and I don't mind yeah. that for you. Thank so. you. Thank you. Yeah. Imagine being mad at me. Imagine. Um, all right, well, Dalvin Cook, not the only running back, veteran running back to go to the AFC, Zeke Elliott to the Patriots. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. But first, our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. So whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Looking for a safe quarterback to take as a starter late after you wait on the position? Then you can ride with Vikings' Kirk Cousins, one of the most consistent, healthiest, and most reliable passing producers. Cousins has great weapons in year two of a pass-happier offense under Kevin O'Connell. From Justin Jefferson to rookie Jordan Addison, he'll once again drive a team well, that is loaded first at other positions. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shock struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it, and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit makes sure that you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up, because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go with eBay Guaranteed Fit. Everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I love it when a plan comes together because I, I just added Ezekiel Elliott to this chart. 
and collected the statistical information that I needed while you were hmm. telling everybody about our friends over at eBay Motors. Okay. So are you ready to share that or you want to talk about the fit and the player and all that? Um, I mean, it's a one-year deal up to $6 million, right? $3 million base, $1 million signing bonus, and then another chunk of incentives. Yeah. Okay. So you, you could realistically call it $4 million if you knew that we have more information on that contract than we do the Dalvin Cook contract. Yeah. Because he's getting $4 million. And then $2 million. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay. So if you put him at $4 million, he's in this crop of running backs that's Jamal Williams this year with New Orleans, Isaiah Crowell and Matt Forte signing with the Jets in 2016 and 2018, Frank Gore with the Colts, C.J. Spiller to the Saints in 2015, Chris Johnson to the Jets in 2014. So the Jets are on this list a whole bunch. Samaze Pirine this year is then $3.75 million. So like that's kind of the stratosphere if he hits his floor. If he hits his ceiling, six would be uh, in the top 10 of contracts APY over the last 10 years for running back to sign with a new team in free agency. So this has reasonable upside for Ezekiel Elliott and I think a reasonable floor for New England. I like this move more than the Dalvin Cook move. Um, I, I really appreciate Zeke. Elliott is a football player. I know that he may not be the most elusive and dynamic runner at this stage in his career, but there's a consistency that exists when Zeke Elliott runs a football that I really appreciate. If you're looking for a between the tackles runner, that's going to move piles. That's very, can catch the football out of the backfield. That's very good in pass protection. Yeah. That's what you get here. And Thinking about Mac Jones and some of the issues that he's had, some of that pressure, some of those pressure schemes have really gotten to him. And so elevating the pass protection ability of your running back is only going to help with the concern that you have with Mac Jones. But it, let's be honest about what your identity is as a football team. It's running the football. And I know that they have a player. And he's commanded a lot of volume and, and volume in ways that we don't typically see from Patriots running backs. But I think adding Zeke Elliott allows you to kind of double down. It's a pretty modest contract for him. There's a lot that I think he can bring to offense, and I think the value here is just better overall. So consider me a fan of Zeke Elliott going to the Patriots, not necessarily for fantasy football, but for real football. I think he can help this offense a lot. Yeah. Um, look, Zeke's one of the best pass-protecting backs in football. So I think if you are going to alleviate Ramondre Stevenson on some third down opportunities, you can have a back out there who is obviously a reasonable threat to run the ball, but is going to be every bit as sturdy and physical in protection. And if, if the Patriots had legitimate concerns about overusing Ramondre Stevenson in spite of spending how many picks and running backs in the last two, three yeah, tons, <laughs> tons of them. It's, yeah. Uh, the South Carolina kid, Pierre strong. Yeah. Um, is it Kevin, Kevin Harris, Kevin Harris. Thank you. Um, you have a legitimate NFL back. Now the equivalent of what you just said with the jets of the, who's stopping this offense thing is I've already seen from our friends over at the AI aggregation accounts, Patriots fans think that they have the best running back team room in the 
NFL, and it's Stevenson and Zeke, and then it's all of these young guys that I think like Ty Montgomery, who's not a young mm-hmm. guy, but then there are two Kevin Harris, right? Kevin Harris, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, Pierre Strong, some guy I don't know who he is, and it's like true or false. It's like, well, if you take the other five guys in the room under Zeke and Ramondre, I think they have a combined 1,000 yards, and that's courtesy of Ty Montgomery's seven years as an NFL back. So um, I, if you look at it from that lens, I think it's another lens in which you see that the Patriots probably needed another back with reasonable experience toting the rock. Now, if Zeke can be a modest workload guy and stay fresh and have fresh legs this season, then I think that's the ultimate win. I mean, Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell are still with the 49ers and, you know, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are still in Green Bay, right? I mean, why why do we have to do this, right? Why can't you just acknowledge the skill sets, how it helps the football team, and not sit here and have to measure it as where does it fall within the landscape of NFL running back rooms? Like, who cares? How does it affect the football team that in the offense that they have to run? Because you can't convince me that at NFL Notify isn't just some (laughs) – kid who set up an AI program to create automated tweets like people are doing these YouTube videos. Have you seen these automated YouTube videos that don't have a face on it? That's like the five minutes of like everything's all capital letters, like breaking news. And then it's like the computer reading a script that is trying to automate like sports news. It doesn't work with sports news. Yeah. I see this stuff. It just like, it's it's so easy for me to just like, dismiss it and like not care about it i i'm enjoying kyle versus the whatever the ai twitter accounts or whatever we're calling them but let's call them ai twitter accounts because i think that's even if they're not ai that's that's the level of contribution that that's being brought is ai caliber so but for, i think the patriots it, it, this is an acknowledgement of who they are right like this is the style of sure. football that they're going to run whether you like it or not i mean this is what they want to do and i think zeke elliott helps them lean into that i I think it's a good pickup, man. Um, he's wearing 15. That's going to be weird. But can we can we also just acknowledge that there's a significant drop off from Ramondre Stevenson to Ezekiel Elliott at this stage in their careers now? Yes, I think in, in like as a blanket statement, that's true. But in the specialized role that you're looking at for Zeke, I don't disagree. Yeah, I'm just, and that's it's more about how strongly I feel about Ramondre Stevenson is like, I used to be top five back in football this year. Ooh. So. What does it, what is, okay. So I hear you on that. I I certainly, I watch Ramondre Stevenson. I'm a fan of a team that plays against Ramondre Stevenson. I think he's very good. But like, what is it? What is it that puts New England in this position where they've been like after another back, whether it's, they've, brought in cook they brought in leonard Fournette. they they signed zeke like what is it about ramondre and presume like young backs that i do like that felt that like they had to go get this guy well i mean they're what do you think their percentage of run the pass is i still think i'm most i mean is anybody actually running the ball more than they throw it probably not but I feel like New England's going to push that envelope as far as anybody. Pretty in the league close, yeah. And and because Pretty of close. that, if you want Ramondre Stevenson to have 300 touches, Ooh, but like be this. every bit as good 
down the stretch as he is in September and October, then that's what yeah. prompts you to go out and get a guy like this. It's it's the re- reverse engineer because I spent a lot of time thinking about the Bills, obviously, and I think, okay, Josh Allen has about 600 passing attempts. How am I distributing those targets? For the, a team that runs a football, you think to yourself, we have X amount of carries. How are we going to distribute those carries? And so I can see the, the uh, other way of doing this when you're thinking about running the football in ways that I typically don't think about running the football. Uh, and Ramondre had 279 touches last season. Healthy. Probably about where you want to keep it, right? Yeah. 275 yeah. in that ballpark. Dude had 69 catches last year. Nice. <laughs> and and for and and for as much as I do like those other running backs, like their skill sets and the players they were coming out of college, they, they haven't proven anything. Right. What the, the Pierre Strong's of the world and the and Kevin Harris. Kevin yeah. Harris. Yeah. Likeable skill sets. Uh what have you done? Not enough to make right. us say no to Zeke Elliott. Correct. And I, I think the fact that they stipulated money, and I know that's something we talked about when we talked about the running back market, um was a smart way to put the carrot out in front of a player and, and incentivize them to bet on themselves and come here on a one year deal and give you an upgrade for the primary player behind so that there's a certain threshold of uh, expectation and performance when Ramondre Stevens is not on the field. But I say all that to also just acknowledge, I think Ramondre Stevens is going to be at a point where anybody who's in there that's not Ramondre Stevenson is going to be a noticeable difference in a not good way for the Patriots. All right, folks, we've talked Dalvin Cook. We've talked Zeke Elliott. We're going to talk about another, well, I guess current Cowboys. Zach Martin, he got things smoothed over with Dallas. We're breaking that down right after a very quick break. Okay, so Zach Martin has this staring contest with the Cowboys, wants to be more properly compensated as one of the best guards in football. We've obviously seen the uh, reset of the interior offensive line market. Uh, Chris Lindstrom contributed to that this offseason with the Atlanta Falcons. He got 20, right? Yeah, I think it was right at right at 20. Right at 20. And Zach was due for, what, 13 and change in cash this year before the holdout. So pretty significant discrepancy, even though Zach was still in the upper echelon of paid interior offensive linemen. Well, Dallas caved. And Dallas should have caved. Um, when you consider Zach Martin has been a top three interior offensive lineman for like a long time now. Mm-hmm. So if if he wants to be compensated appropriately and, and he signed his contract in 2018 was when he signed mm-hmm. that deal. So the fact that they managed to move some money around, uh, get him caught up to speed, I think is a win for Zach and, uh, a win for Dallas that they get him back on the field. Huge, huge. Uh, so much going through my mind. Yeah, you mentioned getting him back on the field. How about the defensive tackles in this division, right? Allen, Payne, Lawrence, the dudes in Philly. Like, your interior offensive line is critical in the NFC East, and getting him back is really important, especially with Mike McCarthy putting his full stamp on this offense, a very big year. But for Dallas – you know, I think about Dallas and their last 10 years of the way that they run business, they extend their guys. You know, that that's kind of been their thing. Like everybody gets paid. Michael Gallup, Jalen Smith, like anybody and everybody gets gets contracts. Zeke Elliott. How on earth 
was Zach Martin not going to be a guy that you took care of given the return on that draft pick? I mean, he's, he's having a hall of fame career. There's no question about it. Um, you're absolutely a Super Bowl contender. This had to, to get done. And I know that it's healthy amount of money. We're talking uh, a significant pay raise. The increase amounts to a raise of more than $8 million for him over the next couple of seasons. He's going to be north of $18 million per season. And Kyle, we talk about premium positions, and I'm, I'm a big premium position guy. But I, I'm also a believer that the good players are the premium. And Zach Martin's one of those guys that isn't – your ordinary guard, right? He's not, I'm sorry. He's not Ben powers, right? He's Zach Martin, right? One of the elite offensive linemen in the game, getting this done was critical for Dallas to move past it and get ready for a season where they got a chance to go win a Super Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. So he was owed. Was it 27 and a half million before this? He was owed, he got paid a $12 million restructure bonus in, in March. Uh, so they've got two void years on the back end of this deal now that's currently set to expire after the, the second year of this rework contract. And then he was owed uh, $14 million in cash in 2024. So it was like 13.5 this year and then 14 next year. And now it's 18 in each of the next two seasons. So it's a pretty reasonable bump. Um, I I am interested how they choose to address it beyond 2024 uh, because you're looking at a, now it's going to end up being a 20, if, if the numbers are right on spot track, it's going to be $27.5 million cap hit next year for Zach Martin. That's probably a Figure tough it out. Figure it out get him a new contract extension and then roll those, the void years into, I mean, it's, it's almost $10 million in void years in 2025 as things currently stand. And that's with a, a $27.5 million cap hit for next year. So there's enough flexibility because he's, he's now owed. What is it? Depending on how they structured the $4 million that he's giving, it could be up to $17 million in base salary. You convert that to a signing bonus, give him a three-year extension like or two year extension and roll it out and make sure that the the void money that's currently pushed out is at least swallowed up in years in which he's under contract. He's not showing any signs of slowing down at least. No. So, I think that's that's the most probable and sensible off the information that we have pathway right now for for Dallas is 2024 even though that's the last year of his current deal won't be the last year you see Zach Martin in a Cowboys uniform and the fact that they were willing to go here with him I think only affirms that more for me that the fact that they were willing to pay him more over the next two years and put themselves in a position in 2024 where, I mean, you're, you're talking darn near quarterback salary cap dollars. That'll be reprocessed in some way, I would guess for mm-hmm. the contract extension. So they, they feel good about the longevity of this investment for them to put themselves in this position beyond this year. Yeah. Getting him, ready to go this year also this i mean so many young pieces on that o line you got some turnover at left guard you know tyler smith still a developing young player terrence Steele kind of coming back this is your your stalwart you know what i mean like yeah don't be messing around with that guy can, can i ask you a question of course 
What are your thoughts in retrospect on June 11th, 2018, signing a six-year, $84 million contract extension? I don't see a lot of six-year extensions anymore, do I, we? And that's that's kind of where I'm knocking on the door. I think Laramie Tunsil might be onto something with these three-year contract extensions. Yeah, I mean, just the way the contracts are structured and stuff like that, I mean – for certain positions, for quarterbacks that are that's going to be your quarterback, like as many years as possible, get them. Yeah, but for for the player, for the team, like yeah, let's give me all the years you can give me. But for the player, you know, I think you got a lot of opportunity to continue to be in a position to give yourself a raise with shorter deals. Now, I mean, I guess there's the the long-term security. I mean, everyone has different priorities, right? But I I would understand a player kind of wanting to go three years at a time, knowing that they're probably two-year deals, you know? Especially with the way uh, the league has kind of cut you down at the knees with your ability to hold out and manufacture leverage during training camp. I mean, Zach Martin got a couple of holdouts, right? Zach Martin incurred almost a million dollars in fines for this. Yeah. Yeah. And that can't be waived. The only, the only fines that can be waived are the rookie contract guys. So he got a million to get eight more. So a million cost him seven, seven. You know what I mean? Like he lost a million dollars, but he got $7 million more. Correct. Well, I guess 8 million, but a, a net of seven. We still got Chris Jones is still unresolved. Nick Bosa is still unresolved, right? Yep. Now the 49ers so can wait Bosa's, but Chris is Chris Jones is a different story. Yeah. So we'll see. Eventually that'll happen. And eventually we'll talk about it. Deadlines spur action. The next big contract shoe to drop in the NFL, Joe, is what? That'll be what we leave off here. Yeah, Chris oh, Jones. Man. Man, there's it, it's not it's Chris Jones, it's it's um Bosa, it's Burrow, Christian Wilkins. Yeah, he's he's Wil- still on Wilkins very quietly has not done any eleven on eleven work in the last week for Miami. And, and now the Dalvin Cook ship that's been yeah that in money ain't Harvard going there has sailed. Yeah, so. That's kind of where I'm leaning based on the fact that he has not been participating in 11 on 11 stuff. Four years, 80 million, Christian. Come on down. Yeah, I'd sign it. <laughs> Would Christian sign it? He knows he's getting eight sacks this year, man. He knows it. Right. Yeah. yeah. He tore, tore the Dolphins offense to shreds the first two weeks of training camp and said, I showed you everything I need to show you. Now pay me my money. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for us here on this episode of Locked on NFL Scouting. I'm Kyle Krabs. He he is Joe Marino. We are the dudes. We appreciate you guys for checking out the show. We hope you have a great rest of your day. Come on back. See us again tomorrow. Joe, little birdie, told me we may be doing some Bruce Feldman's Freaks List college scouting type conversations. Is it true? Uh, I mean, if the NFL news cycle allows it. You're just going to have to hit subscribe. Come yeah, back. We'll be here. We're out of here. Make it a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you all again tomorrow. Peace.